0: We're Navi Tales. Hey. Hey, we're Navi Tales. Hey, I haven't like talked to you in a week. Yeah, I've been a, like super been a I've been like super busy.
1: Yes. I haven't. <laughs> Cuz you don't do shit. I Any, do plenty. I do this podcast. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, we're
0: uh We're Navi Tales. Uh we are a video game lore podcast. My name's Josh. I'm Nick. And uh we uh talk about the video game lore. Today we are going to continue talking about the Kingdom Hearts timeline. Last time we went through Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts 358-2, and Kingdom Hearts 2, and where they all fit in within the timeline. Today, because we're going through them in release order, today we're going to begin with talking about Birth by Sleep, which is a game that came out in 2010 for the PlayStation Portable. Now, Do you remember the first time you played Birth by Sleep? Because I think this one's an important one to begin on and talk about for a moment.
1: Yes, I do. I never owned a PSP, so I ended up uh, borrowing one from my friend after they had played Birth by Sleep, and I played Birth by Sleep on it.
0: I bought a PSP to play Birth by Sleep, and I, I like... It was one of those games that I thought I was going to have to buy digitally, or I thought I could buy digitally, and you couldn't. You had
1: to buy a physical copy, and it pissed me the fuck off. I own a physical copy of it now, just because I want it. I still don't have a PSP, but I own a physical copy of it. Same with Crisis Core. It was the only two PSP games I played. I borrowed my friend's PSP to play Crisis Core and uh, Birth by Sleep. I
0: did play Crisis Core, too. Which When we say Crisis Core, we're talking about Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. correct? Which is the prequel to Final Fantasy VII, where you play as Zack, the person who trained...
1: Loud. Yes. And that game has one of the best endings in a video game. I remember watching <laughs> that ending. I was on a plane. I think I was either coming from or going to Arizona, and uh, I was playing on the plane. And I was at the ending, and that ending made me weep like a baby. Cause it it is, and it was like one of those endings where like. If you've played 7, you know how it's going to end, but goddamn, did it make me cry anyways. You don't expect it, and it's one of the best endings I can think of in
0: video games. Yes. Other than the ending I got in The Witcher through with Dandelion. But, um, the... Still, by the way, listening to the, the Witcher books right now, he is still, like, my favorite fucking character in The Witcher now. I need to read those books. They're so... Or, listen to them, I have them on Audible. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna begin by talking about Birth by Sleep, which is, I think, my favorite of the Kingdom Hearts games.
1: It's one of my favorite. I always say, two is my favorite to play, Birth by Sleep is my favorite story.
0: I don't know, I just remember, I have good memories with Birth by Sleep, it's been a very long time, I haven't played it since probably 2010, so I, I would like to go back and play it again, which I can now that I have the collection, but. Yeah, so let's talk about that. And it takes place 10 years before Kingdom Hearts 1, so right now we have our first prequel in the timeline. Which is great, because that doesn't fuck with the timeline at all. So we end up following not one character, because normally in Kingdom Hearts we have Sora, the character that you follow throughout the entire game. With this one, you follow three characters with three completely different stories that intersect at points, but they're completely different. And it's pretty rad. Yeah. So, the first one, the, the, their names are... Wow, I just stuttered like a motherfucker. Did you hear that? <laughs> I did. Wow. I, think, I don't think I've had enough caffeine today. Uh, you play as Terra, Ventus, and Aqua. Um, Who's your favorite to play?
1: I liked Ventus a lot. Same. I felt Terra was too bulky and slow. He was too slow, definitely. Uh, Ven was super fun. He was more like... The feeling that you get when you play two, yeah, which is why I think i lean towards him. And Aqua wasn't bad either, but she was a little slow too. Yeah, heavy magic.
0: Aqua, yeah, Aqua felt frail to me when I played her. So, but like Ventus was definitely the the one I enjoyed the the most. Use the speed, and they all, uh, if you can't tell by their names, they all kind of represent a element to a point with. Terra being Earth, Ventus being Air, and Aqua being Water. I think Sora means wind in Japanese. I don't know Japanese. I could be I could be wrong. Do you speak Japanese now? Is that I thing? might be. Can we talk about how you're wearing a Kingdom Hearts shirt for this Kingdom Hearts podcast? I am. I didn't yeah. even do that on purpose. Yeah, I don't believe it. Oh, you. it means sky, excuse oh, me. Oh, it does? Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, That's I just close. noticed you're wearing a Kingdom Hearts shirt while it we're doing is. a Kingdom Hearts podcast. Although you own like 15 Kingdom Hearts shirts. Uh, I own a couple, but I do love this one. I do really like this one, too. I'll describe it to you. Yes. It has. It looks like a King of Hearts like playing card. And it's got Sora at the top with the Keyblade and the crown on. And then it's got Shadow Sora at the bottom. And it looks really fucking cool. So, anyway, that's the shirt Nick's wearing. <laughs> Next time on Fashion Corner. Uh, So, the they're trying to do their Mark of Mastery exam to become Keyblade Masters. With their Master being... Master Erequis, and and Master Xehanort, which are both there to judge them for their exam. Aqua's named Master, Terra is deemed unfit to be one due to the darkness in his heart. Haven't we all been there? (laughs) So then, the Unversed start showing up, which are like the Heartless, but have hearts. I, I really don't know anything about the Unversed.
1: They are, um... It's kind of hard to explain them. I guess they're like—it's Kingdom Hearts. It's all hard to they're, explain. They're the manifestations of, uh, Venetus. So they come from Venitus. Okay. We haven't talked about yet. We will. We will. But he—they come from Venitus. They're like his, uh, his. They manifest from his like emotions. I believe. Okay.
0: Cool. Makes sense. Uh, and then when they start showing up in various worlds, Master Xehanort just disappears. By the way, when I say Xehanort, you probably have. A thought in your mind. Hey, isn't that name familiar? We talked about that on the last podcast. This is an old decrepit man who doesn't nice. who doesn't remind anyone of Xehanort from the last two games where he was like a strong, handsome young guy. Right. So you gotta wonder, like, is it a name passed on? Like, what up? Anyway, when I'm talking Xehanort, I'm talking about an old man in this one, which is pretty great. Actually, like, I thought that was a pretty cool take on Xehanort.
1: Yes, I like
0: that take. I think as a villain for this... Spoilers for our lore podcast, that's all spoilers. Um, I thought that he was really fucking cool looking for a villain. Although, like, when you look at him, you go, wow, you look like the villain for the game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's true. So, Terranor goes missing, and uh, Terra goes off to go fight some shit. Ben's con- uh is convinced into following Terra by Xehanort's mysterious apprentice, Vanitas. And Aqua's told by Master Ericus to keep an eye on Terra and bring Ven home. So they all go their separate ways to go find them. Terra rushes off headstrong. Ven's listening to Vanitas, And Aqua's just kind of fucking trying to clean up the mess. Story of my life. I feel like that's all I do lately. Just clean up messes.
1: Yeah, it does seem like it.
0: Yeah. My life. you like, housekeeping? Housekeeping! <clears throat> so... They go to a bunch of various different worlds, which is basically like a key theme in Kingdom Hearts is world travel. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's a no man's sky. But better. But better. Because well, stuff happens on the planet. <laughs> so. <laughs> Remind me, I got something to talk about later. All Not. Right. Yeah. Um. So they they travel to various worlds and they meet up in Radiant Garden, where Terra distances himself from Ven and Aqua because of his growing darkness, and Ven. Refuses to go home because he wants to help Terra. Terra goes off to Destiny Island and finds Sora and Riku as kids. And makes it so that one day, Riku will eventually gain the ability to wield the Keyblade. Spoilers! Yes. So, that's like a super important moment in Kingdom Hearts lore. Is that Terra passes that on to Riku. Not Sora. Right. Riku. You know, the Bad guy in the first game. Yes,
1: he and... was supposed to inherit the Keyblade. Yeah, so... Not Sora, which is why he can take it away from Sora in one.
0: Right, he can take it away from Sora in one, and being the only person who can and everything, so begs the question, how the fuck did Sora get the Keyblade? We'll get there. Uh, so, then Ven finds Master Xehanort and tells him that he was trying to use him to form the Keyblade. And... <laughs> Okay. This is
1: one thing that pisses me... Like, it really grinds my gears. So,
0: when I say Keyblade, let me spell it for you. It's THE Keyblade, not A Keyblade. There's multiple Keyblades, but this is THE Keyblade. And it's spelt with the numeral key. Which is an X. Which looks like an X. So, it's shown in-game as the X-Blade, but it is pronounced Mm -hmm. THE Keyblade. Yes. Because it is, like, this symbol for key. Yes, C-H-I. Yeah. So, that... That, uh, It just always bothered me. Pissed me the fuck off the first time I saw it. And it also deals with why X is so important in this franchise. Yes. So many characters have Xs in their names, to, like, an irritating point. Yes. Uh, And that kind of relates back to this Keyblade. blade. I don't know how to say this differently than just Keyblade.
1: I mean you can say we we established that it's pronounced that way, but just for I think viewing uh, listening purpose, uh, you can just say X-blade. Yeah, I think I'll just do that.
0: And Master Eric uh, Ericus knew about this all along that Master Xehanort was trying to get him to make the, the X-Blade. Then goes home to confront Ericus and Ericus tries to destroy him because he's a bad guy. Terrasmus informed by Xehanort of the situation, goes to confront Ericus and teleports Ven to safely. So now Terra and Ven are together. Uh Aqua's still kind of hanging out somewhere. He defeats Ericus, and Xehanort comes in and kills the weakened Ericus. Xehanort tells Terra to go to the Keyblade graveyard. Benitas tells Ven, and Master Sid tells Aqua. So the Keyblade Graveyard is at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, if you beat it on... No, if you just beat it. If you beat it... But did not have to be the final mix? Well,
1: yes. If yeah, you beat the, to final be the final mix.
0: mix, which originally was only released in Japan, you got a trailer of a bunch of people in armor with keyblades in a keyblade graveyard. Yes. Like, there it is, like a barren wasteland with just keyblades stuck in the ground.
1: Yeah, and they're all rusted and... De- So when we
0: say Keyblade Graveyard, that's what we're talking about with this. It is that trailer, and it is that trailer that made me go, I need whatever this is, because it is just badass people in armor with giant Keyblades, because they have big-ass Keyblades, especially Terra has a big fucking Keyblade, and then just this dead wasteland, and it is one of my favorite
1: visuals in like video games. I agree. It's one of the coolest spots in this whole, uh, all the worlds and places that you go to in these games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, they arrive at the Keyblade Graveyard and learn of Xehanort's master plan. And try to stop him, um, whatever. That's normal, bad guy, good guy shit. Terrified Xehanort and loses. So, Xehanort decides to take his body, because that's a thing he can do. Making him younger, so Xehanort is now younger and is then defeated by Terra, whose mind spirit lingers in his armor. So, if you play the final mix of Kingdom Hearts 2, you can fight a boss, which is one of the people in armor, called the Lingering Sentiment. That is Terra's soul trapped in that armor. Think Full Metal Alchemist. Like, it is like the soul trapped in the armor while his body was taken over by Xehanort, which is why Xehanort is
1: younger in the games. Right. Like that's the... why he. That's why, the, heartless, Ansem that you fight and won looks like, uh, Terra because it's, it's, when Xehanar takes over his body he gets his body so that's when he becomes a heartless the, heartless inhabits those features that's why, it all looks the same and why he's younger now.
0: Right. Ven and Vanitas absorb into one and create the X-Blade, with Ven fighting him internally and ultimately defeating Vanitas, which in turn destroys the Unversed, but loses his heart. So then Aqua fights Vanitas and destroys the Keyblade, the X-Blade, which scatters everyone except Terra's armor to the far reaches of space. None of them are close together. Vanitas is all fucked up. Ven's gone. He's lost his heart, but we'll get to that. There's a reason Ven looks just like Roxas. Um, Mickey finds and saves Aqua and Ven and brings them to the mysterious tower. She learns Ven is uh, asleep and won't wake up until he gets his heart back, so she brings him home. She finds Master Ericus' key and uses it to transform the remains of the Land of Departure into Castle Oblivion and leaves Ven in the Chamber of Waking, where he will be safe until she can wake him. Aqua then goes to Radiant Garden and finds Xehanort in Terra's body but with some lost memories. Aqua beats him in a battle where he then locks his heart, causing him to lose the rest of his memories. Terra's body begins to sink into darkness, and Aqua jumps in after him. She uses her armor glider, because that's a thing in this game. That's how you travel between worlds, on fucking speeder bikes. Well,
1: yeah, because we mentioned that they all have armor, and uh, which is dope and was seen in that uh, trailer. But their keyblades can also transform, and they can transform their keyblades into gliders, which they can then ride on and travel between worlds with. Yeah, and it was the coolest
0: replacement for the gummy ship I could think of.
1: I agree. But yeah, so she uses that. She's basically falling down into darkness, and she uses the armor to hold Xehanort in Terra's body, and then uses the glider to push them back up to the portal that's closing. And yeah. she just keeps falling into darkness.
0: And it's fucking cool. It's like a heroic sacrifice, which is exactly what you expect. So she she falls into darkness. Zaynord is discovered by Ansem the Wise and taken in under his care, which is how he became an apprentice to Ansem. Ventus's heart finds its way into Sora and merges with him, which is why Roxas looks like Ventus. Yes, because he has Ventus's heart. And what we didn't mention, by the way, is Venetus gets a, is the entire t- game. Vanitas has a helmet on. Yes. He gets his helmet knocked off at one point and looks just like Sora.
1: Right. Like... And that's because this is the second time Ven has gone to Sora, which is why Venitas looks like Sora, because that was right. from the first time.
0: So, but Roxas ends up looking just like Ventus, which is pretty cool. One of the interesting parts, one of the most interesting mysteries in birth by sleep, was seeing all the characters and going, why is Roxas in this game not called Roxas?
1: Yeah. And then the helmet of Vanitas melting off and it just looks like evil Sora.
0: Yeah. Which was like fucked up and cool. And I I really, I really liked this game. Anyway, so uh, finds a way to Sora and then no one knows how long this adventure took, but it took place 10 years before Kingdom Hearts 1. Right. And this is the first look we kind of got at dealing with keyblade masters in the sense of the culture behind being a keyblade warrior. Right. Which was kind of dope. I yeah. really like I really liked this game.
1: No, I did too. It, it added a lot to the mythos. Like you got a hierarchy of keyblade masters cuz before it was just like this kid just has a key this like mythical weapon and now there's, like, a Keyblade graveyard, so, like, there was once a thousand of them, and they talk about the Great Keyblade War, which we'll talk about more later, and how, like, all those Keyblades in the graveyard once belonged to, some to like, Wielder. Yeah. So there was, like, thousands and thousands of Wielders, and now they're all gone, and all that's left is their discarded Keyblades in this graveyard. I know, and it was... And there's only, a, like, a couple of
0: Wielders left. And it was so fucking cool. It's, like, something out of, like, just, like... Classical mythos, kind of, where like, we are not looking at a realm where everything is going well for the Keyblade Masters. We're looking at a broken, shattered one, kind of like Star Wars. The Jedi aren't what they used to be. The Jedi are—they're like struggling at best, just kind of what you get with. And you—they do a good job of making you feel that with Birth by Sleep. It was great. It was one of the most solid games that I've played in a very long time.
1: It's also one of the game, probably the only in this series, that ends not happy. Oh, yeah. Because all three main heroes are beaten and scattered everywhere. You got Terra's soul is in his armor and his body is being controlled by the villain. Uh, Aqua's lost in the Realm of Darkness and Ven's heart is in Sora, and his body's asleep. Yeah, but Aqua's super
0: important because she's lost in the realm of darkness. She becomes super, super important.
1: I'm gonna... Just uh, real quick. Yeah. The, um So in 2.8, you play Dream Drop, you play... There was a movie for King Mart's Key, and <laughs> there was... Uh, you sound thrilled by that. Yeah. King Mart's X. And there was also a play... A short playable... Uh, I think it was called... Kingdom Hearts point two, where you played as Aqua in the Realm of Darkness. Right. The cool thing out of that is, remember in 1 where they sealed the door, and right. Riku and Mickey are on the other side? Aqua was there too. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So they almost weren't able to seal the door because Heartless went towards Riku as he was running to help shut the door, and Aqua saved them from that. And then, so she saved... She fought... The uh, the bunch of heartless with Mickey and then was knocked out of that area and then they shut the door, so I thought that was cool that Acha. that is, no was just That's chilling really cool. there but and like was the reason why like Riku was able to make it to the door and help them shut it yeah and like Mickey as well, so I thought I thought that was like a little cool that is really cool uh tidbit,
0: yeah I really like that I uh also liked that uh, real quick in Birth by Sleep there's a Lilo and Stitch level I think yes. we just need to talk
1: about that for a moment I want them to add that that's one of the worlds i want them to add in three yeah but like hawaii because the when we say lilu and stitch level for birth by sleep it's all on it's all right before the movie starts right so it's on uh the big ship gantu yeah or whatever it's all on his ship they're on the big intergalactic councilwoman ship and it's i cool. forget her name but it's really cool and you fight fucking experiment two two one or sparky it was it was, it was a really cool it was level. Probably my favorite world in that game. Oh yeah, by far. Because everything else is like all the old, all the Princesses of Hearts levels. Because in one, there all those worlds had fallen to darkness. Right. Fall into darkness. Um, so you actually got to play them, and it was. It's like almost
0: like prequels to those movies too, which is pretty great. Yeah. I have. Uh, yeah, I really, I like Birth by Sleep so much. It was definitely my favorite in the franchise. I agree. I don't know. I think you might be
1: right that gameplay-wise, too, was better, but... I, yeah, I think it still has, like, that sluggish feeling That to just it.
0: PSP felt
1: Yeah, just had. I mean, it was definitely better uh, when I played it on console, because I played the PS3 remake. Um, and some of the elements they added was good. Like, they added the shock lock. Which is good. Which is coming back in three. Oh, Was it? If cool. you looked at the trailer. Oh yeah, three, yeah, yeah. I just watched that trailer. The gameplay of three is like an amalgamation of all the best gameplay it parts looks so of all goddamn the games.
0: Pretty. Oh, it's so great. I know. All right, now let's talk about Kingdom Hearts Recoded. Coded. I don't know fuck all about this game. So
1: coded was <laughs> originally a mobile game in Japan, like a cell phone mobile game, and it came out in like 2008, and then they ported it to the DS in 2010. And named it recoded because when you re- remake a game, they just put a re in front of it. So I'm kidding like conv- with, cha- with the chain of memories.
0: I am convinced that the Square Enix naming team does hardcore drugs, because <laughs> like <gasps> Final Fantasy Thirteen, Final Fantasy XIII 2, Final Fantasy Thirteen Return of Lightning, like fucking, fucking Kingdom Hearts Recoded Two. Like it's Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts Return of Lightning. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Kingdom Kingdom Hearts X two. Yep, there's ten two. Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts six, but it's actually Kingdom Hearts four in America. (laughs) 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 Like, like it's just like fuck them, fuck them hard. Uh... So
1: anyway, let's talk about Kingdom Hearts Recoded. So. Recoded takes place between the ending of Kingdom Hearts 2 and its epilogue. So, at the end of... uh, At the epilogue of 2, Sora gets a letter from Mickey and the camera pans and you don't know what the letter says. Well, this is...
0: Oh, no. From,
1: like, the time where they reach Destiny Islands and um, Mickey's... uh, Donald and Goofy go back home and... But So from that point up till sort of getting the letter is when this game takes place. So pretty much the game starts when uh, Jiminy Cricket is going through and organizing his journal. Because uh, I don't think we mentioned this, but Jiminy Cricket is also a character in these games. And he He's your journal. A- yeah, he follows along and documents uh, all your adventures. Because
0: he hasn't been important up until now. He's literally just in charge of your journal and every now and then shows up. Yeah. Because you forget he's in the game and you... God forbid you forget Jiminy Cricket lives in your hair.
1: And he pops out usually when Pinocchio's around. Yeah. Like when you go to Monstro and uh, Prankster's Paradise and Dream Drop. Oh, yeah.
0: But... Prankster's Paradise. (laughs) But yeah, Jiminy Cricket is in charge of your journal.
1: So uh, when he's going through the journal, he noticed that there's a, a message in one of the journals that he did not write. And it said... It says, we must return to free them from their torment. And so he's like, what the hell is this? So he runs off to King Mickey, and he's like, I don't write this shit. All right, real quick, though. This just happened to me the other day. What up? So I was texting my friend,
0: uh, and I don't remember sending this text to her. Let me find it real quick. Um, I texted her saying, oh, uh," she said, "Um, thank you. I think I did get away to the end of the week. I was talking about a a, uh, job interview she had. So then I texted back, oh, great. Now we can always sell her dreams. And she goes, what? And when I woke up the next morning, I got her text saying, what? I read that. and I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't. Th- Why
1: would I ever type? Th- we can
0: now sell her
1: dreams. Was this when, like, you were sleeping? So, like, I, did you, like, text? I might have. Text it? I've apparently had a full conversation with somebody over the phone, like a phone call. That I don't remember. Like, they called me. Yeah, in the that middle. happens to me frequently, they but call... I'm an alcoholic. No, no, but like, they. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But they, like, called me, like, late at night when I was sleeping. And apparently I woke up, answered it, had a conversation with them, and then went back to bed. And I didn't remember it. Like, they called, they said, like, the next day, like, oh, I called you last night and you answered. And I was like, I don't remember that at all. I've, I've called you and you've picked up, and I don't remember it. I remember
0: that. <laughs> I had a very large amount to drink. <laughs> I remember that. But anyway, Jiminy Cricket's a drunk.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think that's what he is. No, but... no, no. I think he. I think he's Jiminy Cricket, the drunk. So he runs uh, to King Mickey and tells him about this. And so to investigate it, they digitize the journal to create a digital world from it to, to investigate it further. Because plot. Because plot. Because God forbid you'll read it. So, since they have a digital... (laughs) Am I right? Doesn't that just make it so this game is null and void if you just read the damn journal? Uh, I guess. So, um, since they created a digital world of it, they obviously need to explore this and figure out what's wrong. So, they call upon Data Sora, and this is who you play as. Data Sora is the journal's interpretation of Sora, since all the, the journal has been turned into Data... You play as Sora and try and figure out what's going on with the journal. So there are these bugs that are popping up in each world. Yes, you visit Worlds again and they're all the These are the Kingdom ver- Hearts now. Here. These are the these are the heartless of this game. You've all the bugs. Yeah, they're bugs because uh, it's data, so they're called bugs, and you visit all the worlds that you've visited before because they're in the journal, the r- records of the journal, and you try to figure them out, and you uh, destroy the bugs, returning each world back to normal. Eventually, Star finds himself within Disney Castle with Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, and they figured out that they've been dragged into the data world themselves, when, and they didn't even know it. And then Riku shows up, Because he has to. And uh, he looks like young Riku from Kingdom Hearts 1, dressed in a black cloak, because black cloaks in these games are just hand-in-hand, and they fight- I want
0: to meet the tailors in these worlds, because they also have giant-ass feet. Everyone's (laughs) got big-ass feet, so, like, tailors must be making a killing. And zipper manufacturers, but I feel like that's the case in any Final Fantasy game.
1: Yeah. Everything's gotta have 50 zippers or belts. They don't even go anywhere. All the belts. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh! He's got, like, three belts-
0: Yeah, Yugi's got like three belts and purple hair. Sounds like me in college. (laughs) Just kidding, I didn't look like that in college at all. I wish. I had a
1: ponytail back then, though. Um, So, this young Riku is actually uh, the journal taking human form so he can speak to everyone. You could have just fucking read it. There's, There's none of this bullshit if you read it. Uh, reading can't
0: come to life only actu- in your mind
1: actually like the only two things written in this journal is like this line and thank nominee like physically written in this journal you could just read it <laughs> Josh I just said what, was in, what you could only read okay then we're done we've but read they, it but they didn't figure out who them is who well, they gotta go who they gotta go help them I don't know all I'm saying is we've done enough shit
0: this seems like someone else's problem but it's in their journal, Josh. They're the good guys. See, that's the thing. I feel like that's the issue in Kingdom Hearts. They they care too much about other people. Are you just going to stop caring? Yeah. Problem solved? Yeah. Fuck, C- fuck C- Kyrie and Riku. I got an C- island. Series over? Yeah. I feel like I... feel Roll like credits. I feel like I solved the problem. Yeah. We should write Square
1: Enix, hire us. Yeah. We can end your series real quick. Yeah, Square Enix, hire us. We'll put a bunch of Einbrand shit in your game. <laughs> So uh, Sora later encounters uh, the real world Maleficent and Pete lurking around in the digital world because they have to show up again. Because God forbid Maleficent doesn't show up. Because Maleficent just has to be doing everything and messing with everyone. Pete and the... Do you think Pete's going to be King of March 3? Yeah, they already showed him. Perfect. Have you seen the, the new trailer? I did. They show up and talking to Hades. i got to be honest, I wasn't paying attention. I knew Maleficent showed up, but... And Pete was next to her. Because oh. Pete's... Pete's her right-hand man. I love Pete. He's great. He's just, a bum- he's just bumbling around. Just- I just like love him in the cartoons, too.
0: He's so great.
1: Anyway. So they show up, and... They steal the journal, which is Riku. And they make him... They, like, corrupt him. All of
0: this could be avoided if they just read.
1: <laughs> they corrupt him, and then Sora has to fight him and get him back to normal. So they figure out that the issue that's uh, going on with the journal is that... The <laughs> big sigh, big sigh, and they are trapped by the real world Sora's Heartless from the first game, whose memory was kept alive in the journal. What?
0: Yeah, that don't make any sense.
1: That's the reason. So then it just kept getting stronger and stronger from like bugs and data and stuff. So then Data Sora fights it, and everything's back to normal. theory Heartless, our computer program. I mean, they might be. Yeah, Theory. Heartless, are yeah. computer program. And, like, Kingdom Hearts 2, they're digitized. Like, they're made in Hollow Bastion slash Radiant Garden. Right, that's by why. the MCU, MC, MCP.
0: Yeah, and that's why they can go to, like, MCU. Tron and shit. Not the
1: Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. The Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe is
0: responsible for creating Heartless. Although, like, that, they can go into Tron. Yep. They can go into all this different shit. Theory, they're computer programs, and Kingdom Hearts is, like... Some sort of amalgamation of computer programs. Amalgamation.
1: Amalgamation. It might be. It might be onto something.
0: Who knows? No, no, none of us will ever know. Kingdom Hearts 3 is not coming out. It's just a theory.
1: No. I think we'll get sued. Like, I love MatPat, but I think we'll get sued <laughs> if we do that. We might. We might get sued. So, he beats the Data Heartless Sora, and the journal starts restoring itself. Repeat that for me again. Data Heartless Sora. Yes.
0: He's like, just words. Yeah, I think... They, they don't w- even make sense, they're I think just words. they
1: just had a dartboard, and they <laughs> just had adjectives on it, and they were just, like, throwing darts, and they were like, Data, Heartless, and Sora's important. Spin the wheel of descriptive names! <laughs> what is the villain of this game?
0: Just fucking bullshit. This, like, <laughs> this franchise hit, like, a fever
1: pitch at this point. It's just, like, It's got a fever of, like, 102 right now. <laughs> like, a f- fever... So the journal starts restoring itself, and uh, which is going to send everything back to normal. And Data Sora is going to be his memories of everything that just happened is going to be reset because the, the journal is going to go back to normal. And uh, right before that uh, happens, they notice a another error in the data. So they decide to send Sora once more to figure it out, but. He just lost his memory because everything just got reset. But Mickey's just like, hey, go figure this out for us. So he ends up at Castle Oblivion because, of course, he does. Where he goes through, like, a uh, chain of memories and experiences all the people that he had forgotten and begins to experience hurt. So this entire section of the game is, like, heavily emphasized on Sora experiencing hurt. And... Great. Sounds like my everyday life. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty much
0: just just his life. And, just and like game form, constant agony on an emotional level. Um Stated. My rock- life is Castle Oblivion. <laughs> That's <laughs> just like yes. I'm gonna get that. That's my next tattoo. My life is Castle Oblivion. And just get like a card. I'd get it on my chest, but now I'm never getting another tattoo on your chest. Hey, heads up, kids. Never get a tattoo on your chest. It's like a fucking bitch. Like oh my god, I was such a. I got. I sat for sef- like six hours on my left arm. Didn't hurt as bad as, as like, the hour and a half spent on my chest. Fuck that. I don't
1: need that kind of negativity in my life. Yeah, you got enough of that already. Yeah, Nick. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, Data Roxas shows up, and he's the antagonist. Oh, fuck not. Because we needed somebody else. We we... need need another person who looks like Roxas. And is there antagonizing Sora as he goes to Castle Oblivion. And in the end, Data Sora says that He'd rather keep the hurt within him as a reminder than, than forget everything altogether. He, what, as a reminder to the, everybody he's met than forgetting them altogether because Roxas keeps saying that he needs to let go of the hurt or he's going to fall to darkness. And Sora says, nah, screw that. I'm going to keep the hurt. And then Roxas was like, congrats, you passed. Fuck <laughs> okay. it. He was like, you have learned to deal with hurt. And then... This is where the end of the game comes and makes me so much more enraged that this game exists. So nominee shows up. What kind of
0: Kingdom Hearts game would it be without Nomina?
1: And she was like, I wrote the message and put everybody through this so you can be tested. Instead of just asking them. Or reading the book. She, she wrote the line in the book. The line is in the book that started this whole thing. She wrote it and was like, this will send them on a grand adventure to test if they're ready for what's to come instead of just asking them and talking to them about it. So it was pretty much since she reveals that Sora is um, the key to everything because his heart is connected to so many people and has touched so many people and all these people that have been lost and that are necessary to um, get back in the preparation for the final fight with Xehanort, he's the key to getting them back. And so the whole thing of Hurt, because he's so connected to everybody, is that he needs to be ready to experience all the pain and hurt that's going to come with his tasks and be ready for it. So that was the point of this game. Fuck but, this. And, that, and the them that he's talking about is, well, like I said... Is Terra Ven, Aqua and I think an extension Shion and Roxas, and that they need to get all of the and Axel, because Axel like sh- like isn't part of like the flashbacks of like the people that, like because Axel's <laughs> cool got it memorized, <laughs> <laughs> um so that he needs to get them all back and then Mickey says that he will tell the real world Sora about this and that's what that letter was it was explaining. This whole game and how he's important and connected to everybody and that he needs to get him back. So the letter that he's reading at 2 is is that. And then it also shows Yen Sid explaining to King Mickey that Master Zaynard is coming back because they defeated the Heartless and the Nobody. And apparently that brings back the original person because we need to fight him again for Kingdom Hearts 3. And and then two games come out after that before, and before it, anything. And then it also says that he needs to bring... Uh, Mickey needs to bring Riku and Sora to him so they can take their mastery of their mark of mastery exam. Let me not say that backwards. Which rolls right
0: into Kingdom Hearts 3D or Dream Drop Distance for the Nintendo 3DS. Which came out in 2012. Wordplay. Because fucking the names in these goddamn games. Okay, so this takes place right after coded, which is about two years from when Kingdom Hearts 1 starts, which is why they're teenagers. Yen Sid or Disney backwards, decides to put Sora and Riku through a mark of mastery exam so that they can become Keyblade Masters in preparation for the return of Master Xehanort, because apparently, fuck that. They are sent to worlds that are previously destroyed and restored, but now are stuck in limbo, sleeping state, making them disconnected from the other worlds, just like myself from society. Sounds about right. Yeah. So, they will go to seven worlds specifically and unlock the seven sleeping keyholes to restore the world and gain new power to prove that they can be a Pokemon master. Wait,
1: that's this game, right? They're going to go yes. catch Lugia? No. But, like, you joke, but you're, you're actually serious because you get... I Okay. I'm you that, can play... You catch I monsters. I haven't played this game. This is the game where so in in previous games your partners were like usually Donald the Goofy or the main character of that world so if you went to Agrabah you could swap Donald the Goofy out and have for Aladdin for Aladdin in your party this game you your party is consisted of what are called uh dream eaters so right. dream dream eaters are the your heartless of this game but they're split into spirits and nightmares so nightmares are the evil forms of them what you fight spirits are your team and they're all like animals so you pretty much play pokemon in this game and that's what i did because every spirit every new spirit that i got i named it after its pokemon equivalent because they look like pokemon okay so there's like a there's like a seahorse one i named it cedra okay that's kind of so fun. i played the entire game naming them all pokemon so you so you joke but you literally become a pokemon master in this awesome. game awesome so, throughout the
0: adventure, Sora and Riku get separated and come across Ansem Seeker of Darkness, the bad guy from the first game. Zemnis, and a young version of Se- uh, Xehanort. So, they come across all of these. Sora's eventually led to the World That Never Was, which I think is one of the coolest names for anything. Yeah. Like, you go to a world called the World That Never Was.
1: And I don't think we've mentioned it before, but it's the ending world of two. Yeah. Where the organization uh, are held up like it's their home base.
0: Yeah, and Z- it's shown in the world that never was that Zaynorden interfered with the exam in his goal to make Sora his 13th vessel. So, another 13.
1: Yes, because this ga- another thing this game loves to do is talk about 7 things of light and 13 things of darkness. Uh, yeah, because good luck and bad luck.
0: Riku, along with Mickey, Goofy,
1: Donald, and
0: Axel... Rescue Sora and prevent Sayonard's plans of creating 13 Vessels of Darkness. Sora's still in a coma, and... However, Riku enters Sora's dreams to wake him up, because this game is all about dreams. He succeeds and is named a Keyblade Master, and Sora is told that he failed. So the main character of the franchise is not a Keyblade Master, but the bad guy, or the ex-bad guy, is. I kind of thought it was dope. I do, too. It's one of those things where... (laughs) So, you know, Dragon Ball Z, right?
1: Mm. They always
0: always try to set up Goku and Vegeta as rivals, Mm -hmm. but Goku's always a step above Vegeta. Right. They need to have more points in that as a franchise, where Vegeta, like, let's say Super Saiyan God 2 or 3 is a thing. Vegeta needs to do that first, and Goku needs to train to that level. Instead of having Goku be this all-powerful, always on top, which is kind of what they did with this. Sora the main character the character we've all come to love isn't on top anymore Riku is which I think matters a lot to this as like a
1: franchise I like it a lot I think it also goes with like his arc like oh, yeah. Riku's arc because he started like he was the one that was supposed to inherit the keyblade and then because he fell to darkness didn't get it and then was like a villain, and then slowly started over the games redeeming himself, and now surpassed Sora, who has just been this ball of light, and the hero who the Keyblade was just given to, and now he surpassed him and is a master. And spoilers, Sora wasn't supposed to get the Keyblade. Yeah, it went to Sora because it was supposed to go to Riku, um, but when Riku was supposed to get it, when Destiny Islands was being swallowed by darkness, and he gave himself to the darkness... It was like, no, I'm not going to you, because you gave yourself to darkness, so it went to Sora, because Sora was the closest thing.
0: Yeah. So Sora ended up with the Keyblade, not Riku, although Riku was destined to have it. Yes. So, that was always a really interesting thing to me. So, Sora goes to go train with his Dream Eater buddies in Traverse Town. Axel
1: can now wield a Keyblade. for. Reasons. Which was the fucking dopest thing in the... In- like the game, like the yeah. cool moment. Do you, have you seen it? No. So there's, there's, they're all standing at the end of the game. They're all in Yen Sid's tower in his little room and Axel's just leaning against the wall and they're talking about how like Axel came there to train to be a keyblade master. And they're like all surprised. They're like, you're going to be a keyblade master. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I want to. And he's like, I couldn't, he's like, I could just never get mine to pop up. And he's like, it must've been like the flick of the wrist or something. He literally just puts out his hand and it shows up and he's like, huh <laughs> and everybody freaks out, because he just, like, materializes his Keyblade Axel, for the first time. Axel is, like, my favorite character in Kingdom
0: Hearts, He's I think. so great. He's so... Because, like, he's just so aloof about it all. He just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he just does whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, and it's pretty great. And, like, even within, like, Organization thirteen he did whatever the fuck he wanted. It was pretty great. So, uh, Kyrie, uh, who was able to wield a Keyblade by the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, is gonna train under Yen Sid, um... And also, somewhere in this game, the original eight organization members wake up in their
1: original bodies, basically all except Marluxia, demi Demiex, and Luxord. Cool. So the original eight, they all come back. So the same way that like Xehanort came back and Axel came back, the other original members came back. So, um, so a big part of this is also uh, Zigbar or Break now because he came back normal. So you can right. take out the a- X and rearrange his name. Um, he's, like, the right-hand man of Xehanort and helping him out. Oh, so, like, Axel, do they still call Axel Axel on this, or they call him Lee? He, he calls himself Lee now, but they, some people will still call him Axel, and he's like, nah, I told you, it's Lee, and then he's like, ah, fuck it, whatever. (laughs) Because he doesn't give a shit? (laughs) Yeah, but, so there's, like, an interesting joke about that. Um, I don't, do you want to talk about the ending of this game more? Cause like we can't, I, again, I'm unfamiliar with it. If you want to talk about it more, I'm hundred percent down. The ending in this game is fantastic. I didn't know if you wanted to put it in this, um, ep- in this episode or not, or if you just wanted to just leave it the way it was, because like we gave an apt summary of the ending. Like he tried to become a vessel, like he tried to make Sora a vessel and they rescued him. Sora was still asleep and he, Ryu had to go in and save him. I can get into specifics.
0: Unless you want to revisit Kingdom Hearts
1: like this at another time. I'm that's what I'm saying. Down. I feel like this whole this thing could give it like its own episode. Okay. Almost.
0: Yeah, I'm 100% down. That's uh, spoilers for future stuff. Might not be right away, but I'm definitely down to do more Kingdom Hearts. It's definitely one of those franchises that's fun. So rather than talk about more Dream Drop, because we absolutely could, let's move on to Kingdom Hearts Key, which is Kingdom Hearts X. Yes, which is the mobile game.
1: It's the American mobile game. It was originally released in Japan in 2013, and it was a computer game. I think more specifically, it was a browser. Okay, I game. still have it
0: downloaded. I was curious. if I still had it downloaded. I've never played it.
1: <laughs> you never. I played it for a while and then was stopped playing it. I usually I tend to not play mobile games too Yeah, long. they just don't appeal to me. And I was also upset that it wasn't going anywhere story-wise. Like, I, I really wanted to, like... Cause, so this, Let's just talk about this game. All right, so it's was released in 2013 as a browser game, and PC it's still game updated. in Japan. And then it was ported to mobile in 2016 for everywhere. So we got it in America. We got it on our mobile phones. So this takes place way before uh, Birth by Sleep. And... Basically, this game is about the events leading up to the Keyblade War, which is why I was disappointed that the game itself... Now, I could go into more now that it's been out for a while and I haven't played in it's a while. still
0: updating. I just had to update. That's why I was looking on my phone. I was like, do I have app updates? Um,
1: that it didn't... For what I played, it didn't go into a lot of lore that much. Which is why I was kind of upset and stopped playing it. And it was just a lot of... It's a free-to-play formula. So it was just a lot of... Go to Alice in Wonderland and do mindless shit. Go grind. Go grind. And I was like, I don't want to do this. But um, what what I'm going to specifically talk about for this is the movie that was in uh, the 2.8 remake HD collection. Which is fantastic. Fantastic. And Josh, I believe, is playing this game. I just want
0: to see what it looks like. Like I said, I've never opened it. (laughs) As we record this. So in the... Why does this guy got a... Okay, I can't do this right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In the movie, it talks about um, the Master of Masters, who is one of my favorite characters. Only shows up in... I'm sure he shows up in the game somewhere, but I've only been introduced to him in this movie. He is one of my favorite characters in this entire franchise, and he's... Very sparingly used because he was just introduced, but like he's up there with Axel for me, because he's such he's very emotive and is very sarcastic in a when he's surrounded by people who are very serious and it's fantastic. But I'll get into that. So it's uh, all about th- uh, the Master of Masters who is just called gone by that name, not any other name, very shrouded in mystery. Don't even know what he looks like because he just wears the black organization cloak because King hearts So he has five apprentices uh and their names are envy Gula, Ira, Ased, Ava and a sixth Lushu. And he pretty much tells them that one he keeps saying one day he might just disappear and and they're all like what are you what are you talking about? He's just like, "Yeah, one day I just might be gone and you're just going to have to deal with that." And it's hilarious cuz he's just like, "I might disappear." And they're like, what? He's like, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So he tells that he gives them all um, roles and missions for when this day that he disappears and Evily comes. And one of the main things he tells them to do is to create unions or factions. And that's what you play in the game is you play as a unnamed Keyblade wielder, like you play as yourself basically, and you join a faction. And the factions are Ursus, which is. Uh, they're all based off animals because all the apprentices wear masks and they're all animals. So their factions are based off their animals. It's kind of cool. <clears throat> so Ursus is a bear. Uh, I might butcher these names, but Angus is... angus. is a snake. Unicornus is a unicorn. Volpus is a fox. And Leopardus is a leopard. And just for the record, I joined the unicorn faction because why wouldn't you? I
0: feel like I joined Ursus though. That's why I, I like bears, dude. <laughs> that isn't like a gay joke. I just like bears. Like they're kind of cool. So I e- ride
1: one in Breath of the Wild every now and then. Yeah, it's <laughs> fun. So each uh apprentice and they're known as foretellers Uh, have their own faction. So, Ased is the leader of the bears, Ira is the leader of the unicorns, Ghoul is the leader of the leopards, Envy is the leader of the snakes, and uh, Ava is the leader of the fox, and Lushu does not get a faction for reasons I'll explain later. Cool! So, um, also, I said that they also gain their own specific missions as to um, their factions. Their factions are basically to fill the factions with keyblade wheelers and collect light, which is called Lux or I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it in that, in that game. And they pretty much have to collect light and keep it balanced between themselves. Makes sense. So each one is given uh, a specific mission outside of that. And they really, I don't think they, some of them are revealed what their mission is between each other. Some of them aren't. Each foreteller is given a copy of the book of prophecies and the Book of Prophecies is a book which is written by the Master of Masters that tells every event leading up to the Keyblade War. So it pretty much tells the future, that he and he wrote it. And I'll tell you how he wrote it the future later, because that's conveniently one of the missions that one of them is given is to help him write the book.
0: Uh, <laughs> this sounds like a fever dream. I, I'm going to just throw this out there. I'm going to say what our audience is thinking right now. The fuck you saying? Because this game doesn't sound like anything that sounds like Kingdom Hearts. It sounds like it's something entirely alien.
1: It It is, and I think that's kind of why I like it. Okay, that's fair. So now, because I keep saying that they've given specific missions but haven't actually said it, I will actually do that now. Cool. Ira was given the mission of becoming the leader of the group should anything happen to the Master of Masters? So, the Master of Masters is obviously their master. Who, who might if, just disappear, fuck it. Who might just disappear, fuck it. And if he does, Ira is supposed to lead the group. Uh, said was tasked with being Ira's right-hand man, And be there for him and guide him in the right direction. Should he stray from his duties. Right. Uh, Envy was tasked to make herself impartial to any event. And to make herself pretty much a mentor To make sure everybody get along. Mediator. Yeah, she she became a mediator if anybody started fighting. Gula was given a page that was missing from the Book of Prophecies. When I say missing, I I mean that since they were all giving their own copies, nobody had this page. Only the Master had it, and he gave it to Gula. And this page states that somebody will betray them. Wow. Will betray them. And it is his job and it is his job to figure out who that person is. Ava was instructed with creating a separate union from the original five of keep of like very specific gifted keyblade wielders, regardless of their previous union. And this new union is called the Daniel Lions. I just and- imagine purple f- bards just <laughs> playing music for everyone. That'd be great. Being my favorite character ever. Dandelion should be in this game and should be in this union. Absolutely. Um, So the role of this union was to stay out of any battle, and more specifically the coming uh, Keyblade War, because that's one thing that he kept emphasizing, that was like, we can't change the fact that the Keyblade War is coming. It's coming. It's going to happen. But what we can do is prepare for everything that happens afterwards. Right. Right. So he's, she's instructed to create this union of Keyblade wielders. So that way, when the war happens, they go out into hiding. They go out into various worlds. So that way, when the the war is over, there are still Keyblade wielders out there that can pass down the Keyblade and keep protecting the light. So that's her job. And now I think I think hers is really interesting. And the most interesting of them all is Shu's mission. Lucius' mission is given the no-name Keyblade, which when you watch the movie, it's Master Xehanort's Keyblade. Oh shit! It's the same Keyblade, and it contains, uh, the Master's Gazing Eye on it, and it like the the Keyblade. If you look at it from previous games, or just images, yeah. it has a giant eye on it, and that's the Master's Gazing Eye, which leads to like an, a funny interaction, which is why I love this. Uh, the Master of Masters. He's like, that's my eye, and like Lucio is like, ew, and he's like, why you think that's gross? And, like, it's just making fun of him. Just talking about it. how and, his like, eyes on that. There. There's a part where, um... When he gives uh, Gula the uh, the missing page, and Gula's like, oh, so, like... Like, he starts, like, talking to the Master. Master's like, oh, you... This is why you gave me this page, so I can do this and this, and we can figure out this and that, and, like, explaining, like, everything why the Master gave him the page and gave him that mission before the Master could say it. And he's just like well, shit, you just stole my thunder. <laughs> and I was like, this is fantastic. And like... Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to watch this. It's, it's like, because they're all so serious. And like, like they take themselves very seriously and their jobs very seriously. And the Master of Master is just like super sarcastic and just makes fun of them for being so serious. And I'm like, this character is great and I love him. I, and I really hope he's in Kingdom Hearts 3 because I just love the way he interacts with everybody. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to check this out. So, uh, he's given the keyblade with a gazing eye on it. And his role is to pass down the keyblade to his apprentice, and to his and that apprentice to his, and so on and so on, so the eye can record the events of the future. And this is how he writes the book. Because through this eye, he can see all the events, and as as it's passed down. Oh, that makes sense. And he literally goes, good job, you succeeded, because the book exists.
0: And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome! And he's like,
1: pat yourself on the back, congratulations! And Lucius is like... I didn't do anything yet. And he's just like, "But the book exists, so you did it. What? You did a good job." <laughs> that's that's so awesome though. Shu is not given a, a copy of the Book of Prophecies cuz he's like, "You I don't want time paradoxes to happen, so you can't have it." book. So, he's also given a uh, a black box and he's told that he can't know what's inside it and he can't open it ever. And now Shu's like, well, now I'm really curious. So he whispers what's inside the box. Us as the viewers don't know what he says. And Shu just goes, why? Why? Like I think that's all he says is just why. And he just goes, you'll find out. (laughs) And so he's tasked to go off and watch the other foretellers and not get involved with them at all and to just pass on his keyblade. He is
0: essentially the watcher of this. Yep. Like, Uatu, the Watcher. Where he just observes, because he needs to observe so he can tell the future, because he's got his Keyblade with the eye on it. I'm never going to have to watch this, because this Master masters Masters character sounds right up
1: my alley. Yeah, it's great. And what really... And, like, the fact that, like, Luxu has Master Xehanort's Keyblade, so eventually, like, it gets passed down to Xehanort. And, like, what the hell is in this black box? Because if you watch the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer... Uh, Maleficent and Pete are talking to Hades and asking if there's a black box in his world. And I was like, oh, that makes oh, sense shit.
0: now. I saw that.
1: Yeah, that's what that was. I instantly freaked oh, out because okay. I was like... No shit. Yeah. That's kind of dope. Yeah, I'm in on that, actually. Yeah, I would watch this, and you can just find it on YouTube. I actually watched it again in preparation for writing... Uh, that You just want to research, see the
0: Master of Masters again.
1: Yeah, well, more specifically for that and then writing research. So I, I wanted to watch... I didn't watch the whole thing. I skipped around to this parts where he gives them their missions. So I didn't mess up that for the audience. But uh, that's pretty much Kingdom Hearts X. It takes... You play as a, a Keyblade wielder in the war and eventually take place in the war. The game's still going on. That's why I talked more about the... Cut scenes, this this, cu- this movie thing which i think is far more interesting than anything i've seen the game uh release and i i know the these foretellers pop up in the game there actually is important story bits to it but this this whole thing just like fascinated me and it was like really interesting to watch yeah that's out excuse me that sounds very fascinating i'm like i'm
0: 100% in on that and then now we come to the final installment in the series kingdom hearts 3 that will come out at some point,
1: and we'll get there.
0: But what we can talk about for the moment being is what are your impressions of Kingdom Hearts three as is released right now,
1: just real quick. I'm excited. It, it, they, like I said, they took all the good things from previous combat systems because every game the combat's different, like the way you go about it. Like one and two are kind of the same, where you just have a menu and you switch between attack, magic, and items. Chain of Memories have cards, which I hope they don't implement at all, which doesn't look like it. Um, dr- it's just Pokemon cards, Nick. It's okay. Dream Drop and... Gotta get them foils. Dream Drop and Birth by Sleep have commands, so you your menu has different commands. So your, ex- your x Xbox bar- button is just mapped to regular attacks, and you can use different commands, which is different special moves. Um, but, like... Birth by Sleep also introduced shot locks, which is looks like it's coming back. Right. Yeah, I saw that. Um, dream Drop introduced freaking parkour, which is coming back. Oh, is it cool? Yeah, pretty much. If you play uh, the point two, which is the Aqua Story, it feels like that's what it's gonna play like. Good. Because it, she had you. There's shock lock in there. There's a little, um, little bit of the Dream Drop parkouring. There's uh, the the Quick Time events from two the menu from 1 and 2. Yeah, that sounds... The, yeah, and then the game looks gorgeous, so I'm excited for the worlds they announced. It does look
0: very pretty, and I d- am very excited for the Big Hero 6 world. I know.
1: I... I, w- I rolled my eyes a little bit that they're bringing Olympus back. I don't want them to bring back any old worlds. With, that, with the exception of like the Kingdom Hearts-specific worlds. I don't want them to bring back Disney worlds. Old Disney worlds. I get why they brought back Olympus, because we're actually going to Olympus. Yeah, we're going to Mount Olympus, not Olympus. Colostean. Which is fine because we haven't done that. We've right. only gone to Greece and the Underworld. Yeah, now I'm down actually, to go to Mount now Olympus. Now
0: we are actually go to Mount Olympus. Which I, is they're all, absolutely going to bring back Aladdin. They're absolutely no, going to bring back. What the hell can we do? Exactly, they're going to bring back Halloween Town again. No, because what can we
1: do? I agree, Nick. I get what you're saying. No, I'd I love to need, see some new Disney we worlds. We need. We're getting Tangled. We're getting Big Hero Six. We need Frozen. We'll get. I want Frozen. I want Moana. I'll be fine with Moana. Dude, give Moana me, would be great. Give me Lilo and Stitch in Hawaii if you don't want to do yep. Moana, because they're kind of the same aesthetically. Yeah, I get it, but I I'd like
0: Moana personally over Lilo and Stitch because I love that movie. Give me
1: uh, Give me Atlantis. Give me Treasure Planet. Give me some. Oh ex- my god! Give me I some ex- Treasure Planet. Existed. Give me some obscure ex- shit.
0: Yeah, go like deep into that. Give me some of them properties that you I guys all love. I feel like we'll go
1: off. back to Lion King.
0: I feel like we'll go back to Lion King because Which is fine. now we Just, can do it with Lion King the, 2.
1: Yeah, we've done the first movie.
0: But Lion King 2 with their weirdly attractive Lion. <laughs> You've seen like the son of Scar in that one, right? Where he was like weirdly
1: attractive. Yeah. I was trying to think of what else they can do. What since let me ask you this. Stop, dude. Do you want a Star Wars nope. and or a Marvel world? No. Okay. Just like I don't want a Pixar world. I'd be fine with Pixar. Do Toy Story. I want it to Monsters be, I, and I I think
0: it'd be cool and I think it'd work. It's not because I don't think Toy Story would work. It's because I want these to be strictly Disney properties. I think it'd be cooler.
1: I get what you're saying, but I'd rather have, if they're, I, I don't really know what else off the top of my head worlds they can do, but if they're like. Robin Hood? If they're stretching for worlds, I'd rather them go Pixar than Atlantica again. I know. And it's not far-fetched because the models for Buzz and Woody are in the data for Kingdom Hearts 2 because they were supposed right. to be summons. Yeah, I, know, I remember that. Also Jungle Book because there's the data for Jungle Book and Birth by Sleep. That'd be cool. Jungle Book would be great.
0: They could do Robin Hood, like the they could do Robin anthropomorphic Hood. Robin Hood. Uh, they could do Song of the South, that weirdly racist film that Disney doesn't want to talk about. Uh, I'm kidding about that one, by the way. I don't I don't want to see that one.
1: <laughs> oh, real, since we're talking about worlds, real quick. Favorite world in Dream Drop is Fantasia. Oh my god, I forgot Fantasia was a thing. They in have that a game. Fantasia world. Where oh, you fight everything. Yeah. Okay. Fan- they have a Fantasia world. The boss is upsetting. Because Big Bad and Fantasia is Cherenbog. You Cherenbok, only fight yeah. in Riku's story like when Riku goes there you fight Sharonbog, but it's a really shitty battle the one in Kingdom Hearts 1 is better okay you don't you fight a dream eater in in Sora's um story okay but the world of Fantasia is fantastic because it's all Fantasia music playing in the background and all the sound effects are replaced with musical instruments so if you hit something it's going to make a musical sound instead of the normal like attack oh that's kind of cool and it's f- it's why I love that world because every every normal sound effect is re- sound effect is replaced with, like, a musical sound effect. No kidding, that Instead sounds of just really a cool. normal, like, hitting an enemy sound effect, which is why I love that world. Yeah, that sounds
0: really, really cool. Uh, I definitely need to play
1: all these games. I've only played, like, half of them.
0: But, yeah, I definitely, definitely need to catch up. But I will. I will. I will, promise. But, uh, yeah, so that was us quickly going through the Kingdom Hearts timeline. Now, let's put
1: it in order. All right. I'm going to put this... In chronological order, so first is Kingdom Hearts Key, or X, because it takes place way in the, way in the distant way past. Way before, yeah, anything. Before the Keyblade War leads up to the Keyblade War. Next would be Birth by Sleep, following Kingdom Hearts 1, and then this is the weird overlap stuff that we talked about last game, uh, last podcast. When Sora becomes a Heartless, 358 starts. And that continues on. Right. So Kingdom Hearts 1 ends, while 358 is still going. As as I'm holding up my hands trying to follow along myself. You might want to try at home. (laughs) Please try this at home. As Kingdom Hearts 1 ends, Chain of Memories starts. 358 is still going. Chain of Memories ends, and 2 starts. And 358 ends during Chain of Memories, right? No, it's... Three five three, three five eight goes right into two. Yes. Okay. So there's like a there's like a time gap. So chain of memories time gap. Three five eight still going. Three five eight ends immediately. Two starts. Okay. <clears throat> so then two goes. As two ends, in the begin at the between the ending of two and the epilogue of two, coded happens. Epilogue of two. Dream drop happens and now three's gonna happen. It's a fucked up timeline. Yeah. It's actually not that bad. It's not that bad. It's just the overlap part that gets kind of confusing with 358. Fucking stupid. Other than that, it's not that bad.
0: Makes sense. And then like the epilogue and like games starting in the middle of games. Yeah. But yeah, it's actually, yeah, it doesn't seem that bad. I thought it was gonna be way worse. It's not the Dark Souls timeline. Time's convoluted. Fuck it. That's honestly why I think the Dark Souls timeline is so easy. Because, like, time is convoluted. Fuck it. Time doesn't work correctly. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, that makes sense then.
1: Yeah, I don't have to worry that's about why that. Big,
0: that's why Big Hat Logan is known far and wide, but, like, he just shows up in this game. It's the first time you've met him or heard of him. Because he didn't exist wherever you came from. Fuck this game. Fuck Dark Souls.
1: <laughs> video games suck. Uh, yeah, speaking of video games, what have you why been playing? talking about them? I've been playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Talk I to me about it. At the end, and I am, I have mixed feelings. So, the the part I just went over, I just like went through, was like the big reveal of this game. Okay. Which I'm not gonna get into because I really want to do it. I know this game for it to have its own episode on our podcast. So we won't
0: spoil, the first thing we won't spoil here on Navi
1: Tales is going to be Horizon Zero Dawn, because we'll eventually touch it. Right, because I think while this, while I have an issue with this reveal, I think it's a fantastic reveal, and that lies in my, uh, therein lies my issue, is that I am 80% of of the way through the main story, and I just got all this reveal now, where I feel like I should have had it like consecutively over the game. Because I feel like this game is interesting at the beginning, really interesting at the end, and really boring in the middle. And the only reason why it I was able to push through this game was because the beginning was interesting. The combat is fun. I think that's what pushed me through the, the slog middle part was fighting these robots with these primitive weapons and tools is super fun and put a smile on my face every time, especially the big robot set pieces. Yeah, that sounds really cool. But I think the beginning part is really sluggish, and then... The <clears throat> while the ending reveal is really cool, and I feel like the now like the ending of this game is going to be really interesting, I feel like it should have, like... I can't really go into it without spoiling it, but I feel like there was a, there's a way that you could have sprinkled this throughout the entire thing Rather to keep, just to keep me entertained.
0: Anytime a game shoves their entire story down my throat real quick, I get real pissed.
1: Yeah, like I just like like I think it's fantastic, and I can't wait to talk about it in a future podcast because I think it's awesome what they did with the with the game and like the whole lore and story. I should really play that; I have it somewhere. <clears throat> but I've again, I feel like it could have been sprinkled throughout to make that middle part better. And just kept me along. Okay, so there was a, there's a, there was a good two weeks where I didn't touch this game because I was yeah. bored with it.
0: You texted me last night about all of this, and I wanted to hear about it, like, here. So yeah. that's why I didn't really text back.
1: Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. So, Josh, what have you been playing? So I've been playing... So I have so many
0: games. I have, like, this big list of games. And instead of touching anything on my big list of games, I decided I was going to do New Game Plus on The Witcher 3 because it's my favorite game ever. So, I've started New Game Plus on The Witcher 3, but more importantly and more interesting, I've been playing Injustice 2 still. So, Red Hood was released. I bought the $100 Ultimate Edition of this game, because I always do that. So, I got the season pass with it. it comes The Ultimate Edition comes with the season pass. Cool, I was going to buy that anyway. I wanted every character. So, Red Hood's released. Now, Red Hood has been on our list, but read it out so that you can't play him for like two weeks now. It's been pissing me off. Red Hood's finally released. I open up the thing. I press download. It said Red Hood installed. Cool. I go to open up the game. Red Hood's still not still locked for me. The fuck. So I go back, redownload it again. Still locked for me. Okay. What the fuck? Am I having a problem with my PlayStation, or is like this game fucked up? Fighting games are notoriously bad with DLC. So I was like, let's look this up. Let me tell you how I got Red Hood playable. <clears throat> Please tell me. So I had to. Uh, so I have it for PS4. I had to not go to the PlayStation Store to download it. I had to scroll all the way to the right to the library, go into the library, go to the game, look at the DLC from that menu, because it's a different menu than the one on the PlayStation Store, download it from there. Okay, Then you open up the game, and you leave it on the main screen. And you wait until the demo, where like the two comms are fighting starts, and then you enter the game. But no, you're not done yet. You then go to online and leave it at the online screen. For like one or two minutes. And then you back out, and then it says Red Hood unlocked. What? I shouldn't have to up, up, down, down this shit. It should just download. What? Who screwed up over at Netherrealm to make this bullshit? I should be able to press a button and the character be unlocked. That's, That's what I
1: should do. That's some convoluted nonsense. I,
0: how how would did anyone find this out? Yeah. Let alone me. I had to Google it. It was on like IGN. Like if you can't unlock Red Hood, here's why. Like or not here's why, but here's the solution to the problem. Like I shouldn't have to do this bullshit for every DLC. I better not have to, because that's nine characters individually released. I'm gonna be so triggered by the end of this. I was yelling at my PlayStation. I was standing going, why won't you work? It didn't even work the first, like, two times I did it. Oh, man, I was so mad.
1: That is ridiculous. Red Hood's mad great, too. though.
0: Red Hood's great, though. Man, He's, it looks fun. Yeah, he is all... So there's a thing in Injustice called meter burns. So You have the meter that builds up at the bottom, which, like, you can... If it fills up, you can use your super. So that builds over time. But it's built into increments. Now, during moves, any... During certain combos, certain moves... You can press R2 and you meter burn it, which you use a little bit of that meter, but it makes the move stronger. He is 100% reliant on meter burns. He has a move where he just dives forward and he's going to move and he just dives back. No damage is done from those moves unless you meter burn. And it is so cool when you do. So I'm like filling up my meter and just fucking shit up by meter burning. I got one where like I dive at someone, throw a bomb on them, dive back and they get shot up in the air and explode. Like, I got one, it was uh, in the trailer, where, like, he knifes them, pulls out his gun, it stalls, so he throws the gun at his head, catches it, and then shoots them. That's fantastic. I have that move unlocked. That's great. great. Oh, man, it's... But, like, that's the meter burn for it. You have to meter burn with him, which is the first character in Injustice where, like, is reliant on meter burns and that's why i like him i may or may not have upgraded him to 20 already (laughs) because i have that ability because i have a character at 20 and i'm rich so i uploaded i upgraded him to 20 already and he's been a blast so far like i've really really enjoyed him that's great he's one of my more favorite characters just getting him to actually work with some bullshit that i never want to go through ever again so anyway that's that's what i've been playing that's some bullshit so that was our that was our Kingdom Hearts episode. Yes. Part two. So next time here at our lore podcast, Navi Tales, we're going to talk about some other game that's yes. not Kingdom Hearts two.
1: Yes. Well we're gonna take we're gonna take a Kingdom Hearts break. We're, yeah, we we're a bit we I think Josh's
0: a little overwhelmed. A little overwhelmed. I'm still I'm still stuck on the fact that if you take the X out of
1: Roxas, <laughs> it, it spells Sora. But um <laughs> so I uh, I literally think it does that in the game. I forget which game. I wasn't paying attention. It might be at the beginning of Three Five Eight. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. There's like a scene. I think it's at the beginning of Three Five Eight. There's a scene where Zemnis meets Roxas for the first time, and like he spells out Sora in like magic floating letters, and like spins them around him, and then just stops them with a giant X in the middle, and now it spells oh, Roxas. That's kind of
0: cool. Yeah, that, that would have been how I would, would have figured that out. Yeah. But uh, I didn't play that game, so fuck you. But I... Yeah, so we're going to talk about another game
1: next time on Ivy Tales. But until then, we'll see you later. Bye. Love you.